Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development, including macOS, iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, tvOS, and any other OS they've invented this week. So with that, let's get on with the show. This is going to be a painful episode because we're talking about pain points when it comes to being a developer and dealing with Apple. Now, you know, I'm not going to be, this isn't a let's all diss on Apple kind of episode. It's really looking at some of the problems that we've seen that have become more of a trend. And that's the concerning point here is it's one thing when, you know, things go wrong occasionally for the odd app or the odd person. But lately it's become a real trend that has developers talking yet again about this whole process involved with, you know, putting things in the app store and just dealing with Apple in general. So this came about because another Apple developer, uh, this time with a Mac OS app, and I'm purposefully not using names here, but you probably know who they are. If you're a developer and you sort of keep in the loop on the news sites and that kind of thing. But basically an Apple developer, uh, it turns out accidentally had their account banned, their developer account banned by Apple, and their Mac OS app started flashing up a warning for users saying basically, you know, this app contains malicious code, will do harm to your computer. And, you know, it turns out that in the end, of course, it was completely wrong. And to be completely fair, Apple turned around and said, we made a mistake. Now, problem is it's too late for that developer, right? What do you do as a developer when that happens? You take to the social networks, you tell the, you know people that your app is perfectly fine, you are completely transparent with them and say, look, there's this problem. I'm working with Apple to get it sorted out. And hopefully it turns out to be the right thing. And Apple turned on his account again and everything was fine. But the damage is done at that point, right? Here you are with one place to put your app in the App Store as far as, you know, iOS and iPad. A little different for Mac, but at this point, you know, it's clear users are being trained to go to the app stores for things. So when they ha- a user has an experience for an app that they've paid for in particular, but it doesn't even matter if they've paid for it or not. And then they see this warning that, you know, this app is going to create some kind of problem for them. Understandably, they're going to panic, right? And they're going to, you know, in these times with accounts being hacked and everything else, they're going to worry about trusting their app going forward. And even worse, trusting that developer going forward, even if it turns out to be completely wrong and a completely innocent accident. The problem is there's always going to be a percentage that are going to question going forward. You know, is it okay? Is it okay to use apps from this developer? Is it okay to use this app? And, you know, it sounds kind of silly to us on the inside as developers, right? But you got to look at it from the user's perspective. What if those users don't even find out that it was all a mistake, right? And now they're just left with this impression permanently and the damage is done. So it doesn't matter whether Apple comes back and says, sorry, you know, completely innocent mistake. They speak with the developer. They apologize to the developer. I really feel like they need to do something to to somehow make it up for the developer, right? You know, whether it's a case of somehow 
you know, notifying those users, we made a mistake and this app is perfectly fine. And going forward like that, something to try and help the developer recover their reputation, because that's what it comes down to. This one silly mistake can damage a reputation. And it's very hard to come back from that. So that's, you know, that's one scenario that we've had to deal with. Now, another scenario is, you know, this kind of, will Apple let stuff into the store? Will they change their mind? You know, we've got this going on at the moment with Microsoft and the Xbox app and not going to dive into the details too much, but in a very general way, it all comes down to the same thing, which is you're trusting this one source for potentially your income, right? Obviously not on a company like Microsoft, but if you're an independent developer or something like that, maybe this is the only place you have your apps in an app store. Maybe it's the only thing you do, right? Maybe you make your entire living from having very successful iOS or iPad applications, let's say. And then, you know, on a, for whatever reason, you know, suddenly Apple decides we're not going to let your app in the store. Well, they have essentially just destroyed the income revenue for, you know, that entire revenue stream for a company. And that's a problem. And it's a problem you should be worried about. Now, it's arguably not Apple's problem, right? Let's say you get banned for very legitimate reasons, whatever it may be. You know, you you clearly, you know, went around the rules or ignored some warnings, whatever it may be, and it's your fault. Now, you know, of course, it's like, well, you've only got yourself to blame at that point. And the consequences are that if you're a company and you're employing, let's say, iOS developers, well, now you can't put iOS apps in the store. That's a very real revenue risk now for your iOS developers, because essentially, you know, how long is it going to be before you say you don't need them? And they may not have done anything wrong. And now you've got employees at risk, right? And yes, it sounds kind of extremist, but it really isn't. And, you know, these are the kind of consequences you have to consider when you have essentially one gatekeeper taking control and deciding what goes in and what comes out. Time for a break. Break time over. You know, this is really a cautionary towel. And, and like I say, this isn't, you know, me bashing on Apple or anything like that. But it's more be aware of the scenarios that you're going into, right? Because, you know, on the one hand, if you flout the rules, it's, it's your own fault. And that's that. But what if a mistake is made? Then, you know, the consequences can be the same. And you may not be able to recover from that, right? You know, you see very well-known developers getting their accounts back because arguably they're very well-known developers, right? And they can kick up a stink and it goes around the social networks. And now it's a big PR problem for Apple. Now, what if you're not one of those developers and you're just, you know, the 98% of other developers out there that aren't famous in some way? and aren't big names and you know you're not going to have the kind of a backing of a massive community to try and help you get your account back and hopefully you will once you talk to apple but maybe you won't and this bothers me greatly this bothers me greatly not only as an ios developer but also as someone who loves the platform because this has the potential to become a bigger problem down the road right now we don't know 
Certainly, I don't know. Does Apple have, you know, stop gaps in place? Is everything reviewed by an automated system and flagged? Or is it flagged by an automated system and then reviewed by a human? I certainly hope that's the case. But then as we've seen with App Store, you know, submissions and reviews, depending on that person that does the review, uh, whether it's an app or an account, it may or may not go in your favor, right? You know, um, I've read cases of apps that have been perfectly fine for the longest time, and then they make one little change to something. And next thing, it's flagged in the store for a completely unrelated issue that's been there since day one. And it's been perfectly fine until this one reviewer apparently decides it isn't, you know. And you have to wonder, how often does this happen? And this is a process that needs to be dealt with. On the flip side, you have, you know, Google, who let an awful lot more in than they arguably should, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, so you have this kind of closed source that's wrong in one direction and this more open source of let anything in in the other direction. And there's no middle ground. And I feel that these markets and, and platforms are now maturing to the point that we really have to start talking about this and having it addressed. And there needs to be some kind of understanding between the platform owners and developers. And I don't know what the answer is, but maybe there needs to be some kind of committee maybe that sits in the middle to discuss and review these problems and, you know, see it from both sides and really openly talk about it rather than just, here's the decision, that's it, you're out the store. Um, I don't know that that's the answer. I don't know what the consequences will be, but I feel like it's a conversation that certainly needs to be had at this point. So anyway, that's kind of my two cents on it. Um, I felt it was important to talk about this because this is something that affects all of us, right? Um, like I say, whether you work for a company, work for yourself, whatever, the consequences are there either way. So that's it. You know, reach out to me on Twitter at CompileSwift. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Leave a review. Um, go to CompileSwift.com forward slash contact. Fill in the form. Let me know what you think. Uh, I'd love, to, you know, if I get enough feedback, I would love to, you know, put that feedback in an episode and, you know, share with other people what you're thinking. So with that, I will speak to you next time.